Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski outside. Looking at clear skies, I mean really clear skies, 62 degrees in Buffalo. And the Bills kick off their season with a bang. Right, fires a man wide open. It is caught, it is caught by Davis, runs into the end zone, touchdown Buffalo! A beautiful play action pass, amazing! A 26-yard touchdown pass on third down to Gabe Davis, touchdown Bill. 31-10 win over the defending Super Bowl champion Rams in L.A. has Western New York buzzing this morning. A dominant performance on both sides of the football. Stafford takes, back to throw again, fires one down the middle. This one is intercepted, picked off by Jordan Boyer at the Buffalo 38, and he is put down by Cooper Cup at the Buffalo 41-yard line. Interception, interception. Jordan Boyer comes up with the pass, and the Bills can now run out some clock. Game taking place in the state-of-the-art SoFi Stadium. Looked like Hollywood. Didn't sound like it, though. Sounded like Buffalo. Here's head coach Sean McDermott. We got those Buffalo fans in that stadium behind us a little bit. That helped, too. Um, when we can, uh, I love watching our D-line you know, get the crowd into the, into the game, and especially when we're on the road like that. So appreciate Bill's Mafia showing up and showing out like they did. Josh Allen, 26 of 31 passing, 297 yards and three touchdowns. Running for another, says there's still more work to do. We need to put our best foot forward, try to execute the way we know we can execute, um, and just try to win a game. That's all. You know, 1-0 each week is, is our mindset, playoff caliber. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's what Coach McDermott preaches is. And that's what, you know, our mindset mentality is every time we step in our facility is what can we do to allow ourselves the opportunity to go 1-0 this week? I mean, come on. What a game. It's going to be a while, too, before we see the Bills back on the field. Home opener against Tennessee a week from this Monday. So you have, it's about a week and a half. It's a good game to leave on for a long break, right? Yeah. Um, wow. Unbelievable last night. Did it feel a little strange to you? I was talking uh, with a friend last night about this where, like, I, you know, he was saying, it doesn't really feel like the beginning of the season. It feels like it sneaks up on you or like it, uh, I'm yeah. almost not ready. And I was thinking, you know what it is? I feel like usually this is the night where it's like, okay, football's back, right. and then Sunday the Bills play, and I'll be ready for it. Exactly. We're never usually at this very, very beginning. And now it's a little bit of the opposite. You're the one getting everyone ready for football, including the fans. The fans in L.A., as you heard on the TV broadcast last year, saw them too. Uh, they didn't need <laughs> the help uh, reminding them that it was football time. And uh, I don't know about you, but I heard throughout my neighborhood uh, after that first 
Gabe Davis touchdown pass. You could hear everybody. We were outside for the first half of the game. It was wild. Uh, You heard it around the neighborhood, the celebration of Bill's Mafia getting ready for, I mean, you thought the hype train was going before. (laughs) Yeah, get ready. (laughs) We just shoveled like a whole mountain of coal into that, and uh, it's rolling. Yeah, and we'll be going to L.A. at 620 this morning, checking in with Channel 2's Rob Hackford, who's been following the fans out there. The the Bills crowd at that stadium, I just can't believe how loud they were. It it really felt like a home game for Buffalo. Throughout. It was incredible yeah. at times. Uh, I mean, it, it caused a penalty in the first drive of the game. Um, it it was unbelievable. Let us know if you were there, if you're making your way back to uh, Buffalo this morning, <laughs> what it's going to be like. But uh, wow, I just. It's going to take a little while to unpack, but we have a full slate of guests to do exactly that. A full recap of the game coming up uh, in just about 15 minutes. All right. All their news. Tributes are pouring in from around the world, honoring Queen Elizabeth II, Britain's longest reigning monarch, who died at the age of 96. In Washington, D.C., crowds gathered outside the British Embassy, many placing flowers in the Queen's honor. In New York City, many remembering the Queen's visit in 2010, when she honored the lives of those lost on 9-11. I feel terribly sorry for that family. You know, a big, big deal. President Biden and the First Lady stopped at the British Embassy to offer their condolences. Later, at a Democratic National Committee reception, he called the Queen more than a monarch. I had the opportunity to meet her before she passed, and she was an incredibly gracious and decent woman. That's Andrea Fujii reporting from London. Much more on the Queen. We'll be going live to London uh, later on this morning for an update on how exactly things will play out there over the next few days. Meanwhile, in a South Texas town, still reeling from a mass shooting in May, more trauma last night. Uvalde Memorial Park was around long before the massacre at Robb Elementary School. At around 5.30 p.m., police started getting reports of shots fired in that park. At least two people have been injured. The Texas Department of Public Safety is looking for one suspect involved in what the DPS characterizes as a gang-related shooting. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. All right, here in Buffalo, the search for solutions to the ongoing school transportation crisis has the district looking at new opening bells. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. Instead of the two existing start times, 8 a.m. and 9 a.m., Buffalo Public Schools is proposing three different starting times at 7.30, 8.30, and 9.30 a.m. School Board President Lou Petrucci says there are a couple of obstacles, including parents who have to arrange before or after school daycare. Sometimes they're, um, when the school's starting and when they would have to leave for work uh, might not coincide. So we have to make sure that we have uh, a plan in place to address that. Petrucci says it resolves the bus driver shortage. Sam Radford of We the Parents says he's in favor. What they're proposing is a solution that will prevent 2,000 plus students from having to be, you know, stuck on corners in the morning and more than that, you know, having to come home late in the afternoon um, because buses come one or two hours late in the morning or in, or in kids are not getting home to five, six, seven o'clock in the evening. The Buffalo Public Schools is trying to resolve the issue. Bradford says the Buffalo Teachers Federation have to sign off on it as the Memorandum of Understanding restricts working hours for teachers from 7.50 a.m. to 4.05 p.m. Will the union sign off on it? Well, I've learned a long time ago not to predict what the BTF is going to do, Tom. 
You can hear more from Petrucci and Radford online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. Over on the West Coast, the union representing Seattle's public school teachers and their employer have yet to reach a deal. Today marking day three of the Seattle teacher strike. In a letter to parents, the district canceled Friday classes for every one of its more than 50,000 students. The district and the union remain at an impasse over teacher pay, class size, and mental health support. Governor Jay Inslee says he has no plans to step in. Fortunately, these things usually get worked out. It's always uh, inconvenient for people when they do not. But we really hope people will bargain in good faith as rapidly as humanly possible so we can get these kids back from school. Both sides hope to reach some sort of agreement over the weekend. Jeff Pogela, ABC News, Seattle. The hiring push for the holiday season? Already underway in some industries. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. If you're looking for a job for the upcoming holiday season, UPS is hiring 1,000 workers in the Buffalo area ahead of the holiday season. Nationally, they are looking to hire 100,000. UPS Representative Carmen Ballone says it's even easier to apply and get a job offer. You can visit upsjobs.com. There's an application process there. It only takes a few minutes to fill out. And, you know, in 25 minutes or less, you can get a response from one of our HR people to offer you a uh, role at one of our Buffalo locations. UPS is not concerned about the labor shortage. They offer competitive pay, good benefits, and a lot of opportunity for promotion, according to Michael Godaro, UPS operations account executive. I came here as a part-time employee. I worked hard and got up to full-time, and then I just got promoted to account executive. So the opportunities at UPS is not just a seasonal job, but is it is to start a career and a very successful one. Full-time drivers can make 95 thousand dollars and up a year to apply go to jobs-ups.com your exclusive wben 7 weather forecast after a little fog this morning we'll have mostly sunny skies with temperatures near 80 degrees this afternoon on saturday partly sunny skies with temperatures in the low to mid 80s sunday clouds increase with some showers developing temperatures in the mid 70s with your exclusive wben 7 weather forecast i'm chief meteorologist aramankowski bill's beat reporter sal capaccio with us with a look back Back at what happened last night wow i mean where to begin how about here you know party all around western new york we were hearing it outside uh, no matter where you were uh here in western new york you also heard it on the tv I, what was it like down on the field it almost sounded like a bill's home game at times yeah well first of all good morning i mean it did the um the crowd was very buffalo heavy on their side of the field i would say Behind the Bills bench, it was probably more than 50% Bills fans in SoFi Stadium. Overall, I think estimates of around 20,000 people. I I have never seen, um, maybe, I guess, I think I saw it in Tennessee a couple years ago. It was the only other time, guys, to be honest with you. I've seen the home team have to go to a silent count because they could not hear the signals from their own quarterback because it was so loud from the stadium. That's how loud Bills fans made SoFi Stadium sound. It was incredible. We know Bills fans love to travel. And, of course, it helps when you get off to a 7-0 lead on the first drive of the game and you just basically you know, have a lot to cheer about the rest of the game. Yeah, great point. Uh, Josh Allen, Sale, I mean, appears to love the spotlight, and he seems to rise to the occasion on national games, last night included. Isn't it unbelievable? Isn't it unbelievable? I mean, he, he just he, he plays his best when the, the lights are the brightest and when the stakes are the greatest. And that's that's a gamer, right? I mean, that's just what the best of all time do. Now, we know that, you know, Josh has yet to win a championship, but the people you look back in sports who've won championships, that's what their hallmark is. That They, they play the be- their best when the chips are down. And, you know, I like to think, Susan, that 
it's it's not that you necessarily even rise to the occasion. I agree that that happens. I think what happens a lot of times is other people don't, and you just you just always stay the same at least. So everybody around you, you know, maybe isn't up for the moment, but you always are up for the moment. And Josh certainly was again last night. You know, all right, the Bills last year have the number one defense in the NFL. You know, much talked about, but. I, I don't know. You know, all throughout last year, it seemed to be missing that wow factor. You knew they were good, but like watching the team on defense it lacked that, you know, wow, you know, what's what's going to happen? You know, there was a few plays, you know, Micah Hyde's interception. Enter Von Miller, Sal, and I think everyone was watching that game last night when the Bills were on defense saying, wow, I, I mean, it just kind of feels different. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, you know, seeing him, first of all, in a Bills uniform, leading them out of the tunnel. I think that was, um, you know, just an indication of, you know, how much of a leader he is going back to his old team and his old stadium from last year where he won a Super Bowl, leading the team out of the tunnel. He's a super energetic guy. He's a leader of the team. And then when you see it on the field and just really how great he is. I mean, it's one thing from afar to see people like that, the numbers they put up, the career they have. When you see it for your team right there and how – those guys react and just how good he is make when he's pass rushing it's pretty incredible and obviously he had two big sacks it's just a great way to start off his debut in a buffalo bills uniform the entire defensive line was just unbelievable i don't know if i've ever seen a dominant performance like that from a bills defensive line especially in such a big game against a good team seven sacks are you kidding me and every one of those sacks came from a defensive lineman nothing from a defensive back or a linebacker yeah and shutting down the defending super bowl champion offense in the entire second half yeah it it was truly remarkable like look let's be honest all right the bills would have probably blown them out by a whole heck of a lot more if they would have held on to the football the few times that they turned it over the bills had turnovers they shot themselves in the foot a few times Um, they made mistakes especially in the first half if the Bills don't do that, we are probably looking at a, a score probably in the mid-40s beating the L.A. Rams. It was an incredibly dominant performance. Over seven yards per play for the Bills on the day, on the night. 3.3 yards per play, or maybe 3.6, I would think it was, for the um, L.A. Rams. Truly dominant. I mean, that's the thing that I was thinking about, especially toward the end of the game. You, you have a couple little mistakes here. The game could have been even that much more of a blowout and you're thinking about this is against a team with maybe one of the best defensive players of all time uh, in the pass rush, yep. and, and then a great corner in Jalen Ramsey, and they're doing this to him. And, Sal, it's the first game under a new offensive coordinator. It, it's a great point, Brian. And, you know, I don't think he could scripted the start of Ken Dorsey's play-calling career any better, right? And offensive coordinator for the Bills comes in, take over, over for Brian Dable. That first drive – I mean, that's exactly how you want it to go. And I think it also alleviates and allows a lot of people to exhale. It allows a lot of people to exhale who are watching the Bills, Bills fans, even maybe their players who say, look, this guy's got it. He knows exactly what we need to do. The Bills have always had confidence in that. But there's no doubt about that. You know, it was actually the, the perfect scenario for a head coach like Sean McDermott, which is this. Coaches love when you win a game, especially comfortably, but you have a lot to go address your team about that you have to stay on them about for the next week of practice because you don't want to be so perfect that you know you go to practice and go, oh, yeah, we just played our, our most perfect game. They had so many mistakes last night that Sean McDermott can go address them today and throughout next week and say, hey, look, we are far, far, far from playing our perfect game despite the fact that we won. We have a lot of work to do, and that's a coach's dream. Sure.
All right, I didn't think about this until this morning, but they never needed a punter last night. Sam Martin was only used as a holder. Amazing. Amazing. The guy gets signed. You know, when everything happened with Matt Ariza, and you guys, you know, remember how people were debating what was going to happen and how many people, I mean, honestly kind of joked, well, they don't really need a punter, right? They don't, they're not going to punt. Well, they didn't even punt in the first game. It's, it's the fourth time the Bills did not punt in a football game since the start of last year. It's truly remarkable. Um, they didn't punt because they did have a couple turnovers, and that's part of the reason, but who knows how those drives end. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Sam Martin comes in. How about your first day on the job? Like, and you really, like, first day in a game, pretty light work. But he did have to hold. That was good. He got in, what, four extra points, a field goal. He held the ball four times. That's a big part of the operation. But it gives him another 11 days on top of what he's already had a little bit here to try and work in as a punter before he actually has to do it in a game for the Bills. I have to say, Sal, yesterday it was the first time that I had this thought in my head over the last – for and now going on five years. Josh Allen running the ball. And even, you know, last year he gets uh, dinged up against Tampa down the stretch. I'm saying, yeah, let's see him. You know, go out and run the ball. Go for the extra yardage. Um, lower the shoulder. Do what you have to do. I think last night was the first time I was ever, like, kind of holding my breath just a little bit toward the end of the game when I saw him uh, tuck and run it. I don't know what you were thinking then, but uh, were you surprised a little bit at how often that happened, especially in the later stages of the game? Yeah, a little surprised, and, and I didn't like it. Like, uh, look, some of it's designed and some of it's Josh, and either way, I didn't think it was super necessary at that point in the game. I write, obviously, our, my arrow up, arrow down column at our, our website, WGR550.com. Kind of goes over the good, the bad, what I like, what I didn't like. That is one of the things that I didn't like either, Brian. I wrote about it, which is Josh Allen running too much. I didn't think that he should have uh, run that much, especially late. You're up three scores. You're in the fourth quarter. It's unnecessary. There's no reason to put him in harm's way. Now, that said... You, you kind of can't take that out of Josh. It's who he is. Even when it's not designed, he's going to run. And when he does, the issue is he needs to get down quicker. He needs to do something to make sure he's not taking shots. He took too many shots yesterday. That's what it was. It wasn't the volume of running. It was how many times he got hit while running. That has to change in some way. And like you said, especially when you're up in the fourth quarter, there's just no reason for it. Yeah. Any more word on Ed Oliver's ankle injury? Spoke with him after the game. He said he thinks he's going to be okay. Um, yeah, he was I, he was on the field and kind of trying to work it out. I know he went in the game once. He came back out. But after the game, he seemed like, you know, things were positive and looking in a good direction for him. Um, I think that, you know, obviously he was hurting, but it was also a fact that they were up by what they were up, that, you know, they never put him back in the game as the game went on later. They didn't need to. The D-line was dominant. So we'll keep an eye on that for everybody next week as they practice, get ready for the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. But um, from what it seemed like in the locker room, what he said, I think things things seem encouraging. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 